Joining me today is Brad Parler, the Digital Communications Administrator at Blinds.com. Yes, the world's largest online window covering store. They were actually recently bought out by Home Depot. Brad's going to talk to us today about changing corporate communications with digital signage. I'm telling you, this is one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done. Let's get to it. Rachel, take it away. You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Hey, Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, it's, a, it's, get, it's actually kind of warm today, which is shocking because yesterday was like 30 degrees. Oh, wow. And... Um, Today was warm, so I have just a light jacket on. But in the studio here, excited to uh, talk to you a little bit about digital digital signage and how you're changing corporate communications. And let me be honest with you: when uh, we got introduced, and I was told that you were like the king of <laughs> digital communications, I'm like, "What the heck is digital signage?" And uh, so I'm just actually really, really excited to talk about it because it's something new, and I think it's it, it's something so important there's so many corporations that don't do employee advocacy properly and this is a totally different spin on it so i i know that you're at blinds.com and you're the the digital communications administrator there and they were just recently acquired by the home depot right that's correct about a year and a half ago okay and how has that changed has that changed your uh team at all has that changed blinds.com's mission at all now that you're part of the the larger it's it's not changed changed us. The the really amazing thing and uh, blinds.com, we are known for providing amazing customer experiences, but among other corporations, we're known for the culture that we have. And uh, I, I see us as a bit of a unicorn company that is doing just amazing things because of our core values. When we were acquired by Home Depot, the thing that was amazing to me was to find how many of our core values all matched up in the way in which we're experimenting without the fear of failure, enjoying the ride, doing the right thing, um, and all of those things. So I wouldn't say that it's really changed us. In fact, the CEO at the time of Home Depot, Frank Blake, came in and said, hey, we acquired you because of who you are. So please don't let us come in and change you guys. That's uh, And that's big for a corporation to come in and be like, okay, we're going to leave everything the exact way it is. So, I mean, that goes to show, uh, again, what you guys have built at yeah. Blinds.com, but also uh, Home Depot being a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, flexible. Not, not even flexible, but just understanding the um, your success was built on what you you guys did there at Blinds.com and not because, you know, here now we just need to be acquired and everything needs to change. So kudos to you and your team there. Uh, that's amazing. But tell so tell us a little bit more. You know, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and you know your experience and and uh, you know what you're you're doing over there at Blinds.com. Sure thing. So I, I come from a a background of broadcast technology and the internet. I grew up with the internet um, and see myself kind of saddling or straddling two different worlds. Where in the broadcast television and radio space producing content like that, as well as being a a web programmer, developer, designer. And I've made my career around how things interconnect with each other. And within the digital signage space and at blinds.com, one, it was the first 
you know, quote unquote call center. We don't call it that because we hate the term call center. <laughs> we actually call it our customer engagement center. We're not there just to take calls. We're there to have customer experiences. Um, it was the first quote unquote you know, call center that I ever worked in. It was also the first time where I was developing content for screens, not in a home. So it wasn't like I'm developing, you know, pieces of the content for people who are going to actively consume the content, you know, if they're sitting in their living room or something like that. It was, you know, you're at work, this is a peripheral thing. And, uh, you know, digital signages have been around for quite a while. Um, I would say the least, you know, the last 15 to 16 years, the way in which we're using it in where it's not customer facing, I'm using a hundred screens and two video walls at you know, 60,000 square feet office complex to just market ideas and information to our employees. That's uh, very interesting. I know that you sent me a link to take a look at because when I questioned you, I was, you know, when I asked you, not really questioned you, I was like, you know, what is this all about? And you sent me a really cool video um, mm -hmm. on it. It's absolutely amazing. And for those of you listening to the podcast, I know you can't see the video. Uh, I will drop it in the show notes for you to see. It's absolutely incredible what you've done in the office there. Now, you guys have about 225 employees now? It's grown. I don't know what the official number is, but I, I want to say that we're over 300. Okay. And you're all yeah. right there in Houston? All right there in Houston. Yep. Cool. So again, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to describe the video for those of you that are going to click on it later. Uh, have you ever watched a, it's almost like if you've watched a football game or a baseball game where you have the players pop up on a screen on an overlay and it shows their stats and they kind of might do a little dance or they might say something about themselves. Well, Brad's doing this in the office on yeah. what is it like seven 72 inch monitors or something like that. So uh, those that's that project is what we call our leaderboards. And yeah. the challenge that I got from the director of sales was, you know, what can we do to make these things look more like ESPN? Yeah. And so I, you know, well, one, whenever I came onto blinds.com, I didn't come into the position that I came in at. I've actually had four promotions in the last three years and started there as an, in thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I started there as an entry level salesperson, but I had a competitive advantage knowing that I had 15 years of broadcasting experience in, the, in my background. And that's why the videos that you see on our screens look the way that they do. Um, because I was developing these things in a little bubble or a microcosm, I didn't know what digital signage was supposed to look like. Okay. And so the on our on our leaderboards, the idea is we're showing the top three people among different metrics or KPIs. And the challenge was was just like, hey, make this look as much like SportsCenter or ESPN or you know just. And I'm a geek. I, I had to actually do a lot of market research to figure out what he was talking about because I don't watch sports. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that so, would be a problem if, 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 if every uh, possible reference was a sports reference and you right. don't know what they're talking about. I think I, I'm like familiar with these games. I like completely sucked at them when I was in school. Um, just never was that guy. And, and so on. we have that, that, that project goes around on uh, – of the 54 55 inch displays that is about on on half of them the video walls that you saw with like the 4 75 inch displays yeah, yeah. that that is our uh 
our project that we call the voice or it's the voice of the customer where we're bringing in social media feeds using a software I think you might be familiar with called Zoom. Yeah. I love Zoom. We love Zoom. We we do some amazing amazing things with Zoom. Uh, just the power of having nearly real-time stats or nearly real-time feedback mm-hmm. of everything that our customers are saying, good, bad, or ugly. And, and, and so I want to let me interrupt really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those listening, Zoom is a platform it's a social media insights um, and action for influencer marketing. So it gives you statistics on, um, you know, analytics like reach and impressions, but it also helps you identify down to specific geographic location yeah. uh, who's talking about your brand. Uh, not so much the sentiment. I mean, they do give you that, but it's really it's like who's talking about your brand. Are they influential? You know, are they actually sharing? Are people sharing what they're saying about your brand? Like you can pinpoint it down to that, which I think is amazing. And um, so Zoom, it's zoom.com if you're you know interested in checking it out. But that's what we're referring to here. So go ahead, Brad. I, I didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure people understood what it was that you were talking or referring yeah. to. I appreciate the context. And we are we're using it as a display mechanism so that when people are talking about us, we already have a social media team who's responding if a customer has issue. Um, if something went wrong, we already have a team of people who are already taking part of that. The thing that we are leveraging Zoom for and the thing that really surprised me about that project was by just displaying all of the good, all of the bad, and even some of all of the ugly. I wouldn't just say some. The the mandate from Jay, our CEO, was filter nothing but profanity. If it's something that would like shock your mom, you probably don't need to see it in the office. <laughs> and you know, and but that's the only thing that we're we're screening for. Um, the 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 power of showing that created an internal dialogue uh, among our employees, saying, "Hey." Our customers, the real people, they have real issues. And one of the things that when that, that project launched, the amazing thing, I, I came across this salesperson. She was looking at the board. She was completely distressed by what was going on. And I was, I just went up to her. I was like, hey, what's, what's going on? Um, and she had pointed out to this, this one message and said, man, if our customer, this customer just knew this one thing, we wouldn't be having this issue. And so my challenge back to her was, well, what are you going to do about that? And I've been watching over the last months her explain in detail when it was appropriate how that went. And so it's that that internal dialogue creating and and changing behaviors um, is just one example of how we're leveraging tools like this, like Zoom, like displaying these things to change the way in which corporate communication happens. When when you say corporate communication, most of the time you just think of you know HR benefit announcements. Of course, but it could be much more than that. How can you know? Um, one of my favorite authors, Simon Sinek, it says that there are two different ways in which you can inspire or or change behavior. You can manipulate it, mm-hmm. or you can inspire it. Absolutely, that's uh, it's one of the best quotes out there, actually. <laughs> I love Absolutely. Simon. I'm looking at his book right now in my office here. It's on the shelf. Start with why. And, mm. um, yeah, Simon Sinek is, is he's 
Yeah, go ahead. He's, go am- ahead. he's amazing. I, I, I have no problem in saying I have a bit of a, a bro crush <laughs> among the guy. Bro um, crush alert on the Brand Boost podcast. Brad has a bro crush on Simon Sinek. Hey, if they can get back to him and I, and, and I get like a drink or a lunch with him, that would be amazing. I, I promise it's... Uh, Let's try and make that happen. That would be badass. <laughs> I, I am... So and it's funny, like on a really, really quick aside, because I know this isn't what we were talking about. In okay. that process of, of reading that book, Start With Why, I think I've read it about 10 times now. I've listened to the audio podcast or the audio book over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. When I captured that, um, it changed a shift or a, a, a paradigm in how, it, how I explain what it is that I do. And I, I honestly, because I, uh, I, I'm just wired this way, I guess. I hate that cocktail question. Well, what is it that you do? I absolutely hate that question because it's a, it's a measure or a measuring stick of um, how much value can I extract out of you without you realizing it? Right. Yep. Okay. And so by reading that book, I, I've changed the way in which I explain what it is that I do because every day I wake up with the mission to rid the world of mediocre media. That's that, and that's a great mission to have. Not many people have that, so or like have that mentality. And mm-hmm. it's apparent because you've read the book, so you you know that it's it, like get us out of that. Um, but getting back to the topic, yeah. you know, to the, yeah. our original like corporate communications and digital signage. So explain exactly, you know, how would like how would you go about uh, inciting this change. And I know that you had, you know, you, we had talked earlier and you said that you had five points you really wanted to bring out and let the audience know about. If I was to say, Brad, give me five action items that I could, or that anyone listening could go and change corporate communications with digital signage. What would you tell me? And if, you know, explain them as much as you'd like. Absolutely. Um, so I firmly believe that it's not just what you say whenever you're communicating, it's about how you engage. For so, for so long, corporate communication has been this idea or this notion that our, our sea levels are at this top of this mountain and they're going to disseminate information down through middle management uh, using media as a megaphone. And corporate communication, and, and we're trying to incite this, this change among our corporations and the way in which we speak to ourselves as businesses, you have to get out of the megaphone mindset because media should no longer shout to people. It should inspire people to engage with those pieces of media. And so that's like the, the number one point. It's not just what you say. It's about how you engage. Oh, of course. How are you using that internally? How is that helping your team internally to engage with this? So like which teams are you dealing with that is helping them engage more? Because so, of what you're doing. So my my media touches every department across the entire spectrum of blinds.com. Um, you cannot look through the two floors that we have and not see my fingerprints across the business, which is really humbling, to be very honest. Um, the as a, a team of one, I'm a creative services team of one, I leverage other people within their departments to to gain um, that like and trust factor that when we create something it has to uh, it has to engage people to action and so the way in which we're using that it's not just what you say it's about how you engage I'm going th- 
going back and pushing back in some cases. It's uh, in changing the way in which that department is communicating as much as they'll allow me to, to not just spew information or just throw a bunch of things on a screen, but have media that makes actionable points. Actionable points. So my, as you were explaining that, my head went into a different mm. direction because you said you touch pretty much every you know aspect of the business. So if I'm if I'm in charge of sales, how am I using this? If I'm walking by these boards daily, what am I doing to, you know, how is this affecting my chain or how is this affecting me in sales? Right. How is this so, affecting me in marketing? Could you break right. that down just a little bit? As sure. Well? Specifically in sales, we, we have employee recognition programs. Um, so the leaderboard is a really good example of that. We're showing off the top three people within the uh, each of the metrics because everyone within blinds.com in those departments are on a performance-based pay comp you know compensation plan so the more that they perform the better they, they make as far as pay um on not just outside of that we have special uh, messaging around incentive programs um, we just launched the battle of the tickets you okay, unlock more about that yeah so the battle of the tickets, um, so we have like little raffle tickets. Mm -hmm. You do certain things, you get raffle tickets as currency, and you can enter those raffle tickets into different drawings. We're giving away Xboxes, uh, MacBook Pros, uh, Apple Watches, um, a trip to two for in Las Vegas, all expenses paid. And again, this is all in, on the internal sales team internal sales team. Okay. And so we're making um, awareness to that program within within the digital signage. Um, so we've, we've also printed out posters just to, so that something's always in front of people. But the main thing is uh, changing the way in which we're engaging on that. Um, so that's a really prime example of something that we've done really recently in the last week. That's very, very, and ha do, you, do you have specific numbers that you can give me on like, have you seen increases since you've implemented this? You know, digital, you know, the digital signage is, I mean, is sales up X percent or right. is there individual performance metrics that you're looking at? Um, um, even like company, like morale, employee morale. Absolutely. So one of the things I can talk about that is a public number that I had vetted yeah. and uh, because we're a publicly traded company, mm -hmm. uh, being a part of a Fortune 50 company. Um, so the one of the things I, I can say is that the more engagement that you have with your employees, the less absent, the less tardiness, and the more productive uh, your employees will be. And so one of the things that we have found and when I'm, in talking to our uh, my, my HR team, uh, they had told me that within the call center, within those employees, typically in, in our industry, we would experience a 25% turnover rate. That's just typical uh, from what they're telling me. I'm not an HR expert. Um, what we're experiencing is around 11%. Wow. And I mean, there's probably other factors you can't. Absolutely. I can't say because we're right. measuring a lot of in intangibles, but there, it's not. I'm not going to say that it's all of our engagement is built around our digital signage. It has a lot to do with it, though. That's powerful stuff. I mean, that's a huge, you said 11%, the average is 25. I mean, that's a 14% decline or drop off in, in app. Right. You know, so that's, those are big numbers. And like I said, the video that I will drop in the show notes, you'll see, you'll check it out. So you'll see that like just walking by and seeing yourself on the screen and being rewarded daily for, not even rewarded, but just acknowledged daily for your performance and as a member of the team, 
would make me want to be there every day. <laughs> I wouldn't want to miss. Absolutely. So yeah, kudos to you on that one. Um, all right. So we talked about that. It's not what you say. It's about how you engage. What other, you know, what other uh, tips do you have for us on, on changing the corporate communications? Sure thing. Um, the next one I would jump over to is, you know, being a creative professional, it's one of those things that we always, uh, in, in my life, I don't want to just say generally, um, but I can say for myself that perfection and perfectionism is something that uh, I've always struggled with. Um, when you're making media for digital signage, aim for excellence, not perfection. And knowing the difference between the two, because perfection is absolutely with, without flaw. When you're chasing that state of having absolutely everything ready before you ship, you're going to realize that you're delaying the shipping of something or delaying the release of this media. I believe that perfection and the way in which our uh, a, a curve or our project crosses a, a line is really an asymptote, a curve that will approach this bar of excellence, but never actually crosses that line. Well, I mean, and you shouldn't. I mean, uh, my... I, my dad used to tell me all the time that um, reaching, you know, striving to be number one is great, but when you're like being that number two, it means you're always striving to be better, right? So just like you said, right. if you're you're always striving to be at that bar, but never quite there, or never at least thinking that you're at you you are the bar. Um, yeah. That's always, I guess, that's the best course of action, or it's the best way to how to be. I mean, if you're saying you're perfect, it means you don't have to improve, and we always need to improve, right? Absolutely. It's actually, it's, it's one of our core values at blinds.com is continuous improvement. And the idea that you've, you've reached this status is, uh, it's ludicrous. You know, yeah. so if you, if you, if you, or the other, in the other side of the coin, you know, same, same coin, just di the different side is if you never do anything, unless you are perfect, you're cheating yourself and you're cheating the world out of what you're able to offer. So that's a that's a quotable tweet that if you're here when you're listening to this, everyone tweet that one. I like that. That was great. And even aim for excellence, not perfection. This is filled with with uh, quotable. So thank you, Brad. Um, now, what about so what about is there like a I know. So I know the five points you wanted to bring up. I want to I want to transition to the next one. But is there a prime spot for digital signage and what what types of things go in these spots? Uh, there is a prime spot. And so one of the ways in which I was, it, while looking at the the placement of where to put the displays, and again, on the fourth floor, when we were building out the, when we were ex doubling our square footage and we were building out the fourth floor that was going to be all operations, we installed 54 55-inch televisions across 30,000 square feet. And it's a lot. I mean, you cannot look across the floor, which is everything is open. Um, and so you 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 turn around and you're looking at at least three of them. In a in your space, if you have a a space of uh, something where you consistently are hanging up, you're printing out posters or information. You have a bulletin board. Instead of printing out and putting things up there. I would say that that's a prime real estate uh, within an office space for something that's digital. You you're using these in place of posters, basically, right? A lot of the places, um, I'm you know, it, honestly, it is something that I'm still fighting against. Yeah. I will I will see um, a department 
who doesn't realize that they they have to go through a vetting they that they do not have to go through a vetting process to get your information up to the screen mm -hmm. they're still printing out things all the time um and putting them all over the offices right underneath where my signs are i mean so that's that's a good that's good for the listeners to know is that print is still not going away like we're still doing oh, things not. there yeah it's um, it's not going to go away um because it's it's seen seen as something that's way too easy um to deliver and or to hand someone um it's not going in a way but i believe that it's it's decaying right because the the fact and that's the thing that i'm doing differently within digital signage that's getting so much attention is that the the football pro the thing that you saw yep. um that's not static that is a, an absolute mashup of business intelligence and HD graphics where I'm injecting data into the videos and having them update on a regular cadence. So that's constantly being updated. You don't even have, once you set that up now, you're not, you don't have to go back and constantly input data, right? Um, I am pioneering in a space and I'm not going to say that it's constantly updating because the, I'm still waiting on business intelligence to give me those feeds. Mm -hmm. um, but I am on the edge of being able to do multiple updates throughout the day. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, again, I'm going to repeat it, but I'm going to drop the link in the show notes for this so you can get a better understanding of what exactly we're talking about. Um, how, how about spreading ideas? How do we get those to spread in, in, in office space? In the, in well, the, in the, absolutely. Okay. And, and one of those things is it's just like, so I use a lot of the same marketing tactics and techniques that you would to market to a consumer. Because I see my 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 fellow employees as my consumers; they're the people who consume my media. And what I what I look to do is to identify people who are influencers and look for those those people who will spread my message as if it's their own. And so I'm looking for not just the influential people on the outside of the the uh, the organization who are, are talking about us and bringing us information, but I'm looking for the people inside of my organization who are very active. They're bloggers, they're uh, very active on social media, and they're brand advocates inside of our company who are helping me get this point of point across or pioneering and, and making sure that um, people are attending a, a culture event that we're, we're sponsoring or, uh, but it, it starts by identifying those people who, I, I guess, uh, Seth Godin, um, would call them sneezers and in, in his book, <laughs> the idea virus. Yeah. Um, and so it is a, uh, you know, identifying those people who will take your message and spread it like their own is, is really where it starts. Yeah. Um, it's, we talk about employee advocacy all the time, right? And mm -hmm. at least, at least those of us in the digital, like the marketing space, we're always talking about employee advocacy. Employee advocacy, how important it is. You know, the employee is the greatest uh, marketing tool that a brand can can ever, or asset is the word I was looking for. Um, and many times, you know, brands don't only not only don't know how to do it, but they're not employing such easy methods to do it. And, and I'm not saying digital signage is easy, but I'm saying that it's something that's not only it's efficient, it's cost effective. It looks great. It makes your, it makes your employees feel good and it makes them want to be influential about the brand. It makes them want to talk about, you know, the company. So uh, yeah, I love what you're doing, but 
and we talked about your fifth step a little bit early on and you know there's two ways to influence behavior but i'll let you explain uh you know another bullet point that you want to bring out yeah, <laughs> mr Sinek's, we, we'll talk about mr simon Sinek again yeah it's gosh that guy is amazing Incredible. Um, he uh so and we and we kind of dropped that quote earlier um you know there are two ways to influence behavior you and it goes back to and it, it amplifies the the last point that i made and identifying those people who uh once you've identified those people who will take your message and spread it like wildfire throughout an organization instead of manipulating them or incentivizing them to do that inspire them because the 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 fire will go that much further throughout and you'll inspire change deeper on, on a much deeper level. And so there, you know, I would, the point, the last point that I would want to make is, you know, just the fact that there are two ways to influence behavior. You can manipulate or you can inspire, but please choose to inspire. I love it. I love it. So to, to bring us home here, give us your, top one or two ways to get started in digital signage how, how do they go how does a you know someone in your position um in another corporation uh, maybe in digital communications i mean you happen to be the digital communications administrator but maybe somebody in any organization how do they go and get this started in their company so if you're if you're not already um using a signage platform or using digital signage um the the, the number one thing is to identify all the different things that you're looking to accomplish or need to spread um, because there are a plethora of different digital signage platforms out there. Now, um, I looked at a bunch of them and I will, um, if I can name drop, I will say that's, um, and because you'll, you'll see it whenever you see the video because the case study that we've been talking about the video is, uh, it was done by the signage platform that I use. Uh, it's Signage Live, all written out. They're based out of the UK. They have a great presence uh, in Chicago. Um, they are a, a ma massive, massive uh, force for because they, they realize that in the digital signage space that they are a commodity. And they own that and they, they, want, they see themselves as a platform rather than a lot of the other digital signage solutions providers see themselves as the only way in which you can do digital signage. I knew that things would constantly change as all technology does. And I am pushing their platform and the software that they allow me to use through their, their products to things that they didn't realize that it could do. And I'll have regular check-ins with the CMO and the CEO and say, hey, have uh, you guys seen us do this yet or seen anybody else do this? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I like, I love them for that. And they're very agile. They listen to their, their, um, their customers and they're adapting themselves be around what it is that we need. Oh, so picking a platform. Yeah. Pick uh, a platform. Sorts. Uh, for them. And, and obviously this is your recommendation, which is signage live. And uh, it's by no means the only, I'm sure there's, yeah. there's others, but this is a right. great recommendation from someone that's doing it. Um, and what else, how else would you go ahead and get started? Once you pick your platform, how do you, how do you implement this into your company? 
So as far as implementing and, and once in getting that next step, um, it goes back to the point that I had, uh, had made earlier, um, identifying locations where signage is suitable. You, you have to look at the, what the, the landscape of what your office looks like and are people putting up information, um, you know, that, that you need to better control and better schedule so that you can, you can better leverage that as a employee tool. And so I would look at locations, si screen sizes, what kind of screens are you looking for? Um, but more importantly, um, if this is something that you're just implementing, don't wait for all of the pieces to be absolutely perfect. It's better that you start and experiment with it. And you can start very small. That's a lot. That's like. I like that. And on that note, uh, I want to thank you for, for all your amazing insight and advice um, on the topic. Again, for those of you that don't know a lot about digital signage, about corporate communications through digital signage, uh, employee advocacy, advocacy through digital signage, make sure you click the show notes because I will have plenty of links that Brad has uh, given me to drop here. Again, Brad is uh, blinds.com. It's a, uh, a uh, I guess I want to say subsidiary, but are you part, you're part of Home Depot uh, group and whatnot. Uh, so Brad, thank you so much, man, for being here. It's my pleasure, man. Um, yes, we are a, a Home Depot property. A Home Depot property. That's the official, the official language we'll go with. Brad, thanks so much, man. Absolutely incredible content. We got five tips on changing corporate communications within your organization with digital signage. Uh, and the, I mean, my favorite tip or quote from this entire interview, there are two ways to influence behavior, manipulate or inspire. Please choose to inspire change. Uh, amazing interview with Brad Parler there. We will drop links in the show notes to some of his other work. Um, there's also links to a video that I'll show you if, to get a better grasp of what exactly uh, we're talking about when it comes to digital signage and some of the work that uh, Brad has done right at blinds.com, utilizing digital signage and also utilizing platforms like Zoom, an influencer platform for internal functions. No episode is complete without Vincenzo's Italian lesson. Today, we are talking about windows. Chiudi la finestra, fa freddo fuori. And what I'm saying is, close the window. It's cold outside. And the reason I'm using this phrase is because it is cold outside. And I left my windows open in my office. It got down to really cold last night. So I was saying to myself... Chiudi la finestra, fa freddo fuori. Except I was telling myself and I didn't listen. So ah, if it's cold out, make sure you close your windows because then you'll be cold in a freezing office like I am right now and trying to record a podcast. I hope you enjoyed another episode of the Brand Boost Podcast. Again, your reviews are so helpful. And they really power us uh, week after week for, for producing our, uh, our episodes head over to brandboostcast.com slash iTunes uh, in order to give us a, a nice review there. Always feel free to tweet at me at Vincenzo Landino for feedback, comments, questions, or anything that you want to hear in the Italian lesson. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.